Good morning! Good morning and welcome to the Coffee Lab Podcast. As always, we love rock the morning with some rock music. Welcome, welcome. Um, I am your host, Marie Terosian, Certified 10X Coach, CFO, Auditor, CPA, and you name it. I serve the entrepreneurial community through my CPA firm, Marie Terosian CPA, and my management consulting company, uh, The Profit Lab. The Profit Lab podcast serves to expand our mission uh, to empower entrepreneurs by bringing their stories to the masses. We are thrilled to tell your story to inspire, empower, and uplift other entrepreneurs. So make sure to check out our um, uh, our audio version of our podcast at theprofitlab.biz slash podcast. Uh, we launched our podcast on August 2nd, where I spoke about my entrepreneurial journey so far. Um, and I, I shared some valuable takeaways that um, from my learnings and my challenges. Um, so, but every week um, I am I'm planning to feature entrepreneurs from all walks of life. Um, to uh, every so, sorry about that. Getting a confusion here. Uh, it's been a long, long day. So, so, just go ahead if you'd like to be a guest on my show. Go ahead and submit an email to support at theprofitlab.biz. Uh, today is our 16th episode, and we are going live on uh, Facebook at The Profit Lab Biz, uh, on my LinkedIn channel, Marie Teresian uh, CPA CGMA, and on my YouTube channel, Marie Teresian CPA. So make sure you subscribe, follow, like, and share so that other entrepreneurs can hear these stories and learn from them. Uh, today, my guest is Jason Beck, CEO of Highest Republican, one of the first medical marijuana dispensary operators in the U.S., he was born with uh, cerebral palsy. Mr. Beck is in the unique position of being a patient, a caregiver, a business owner, a cultivation specialist, an advocate, and an advisor in the fields of medicinal use of marijuana. With that, Jason, welcome to the Profit Lab podcast. It's exciting to have you here. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it, Marie. Thank you so much. <sighs> yeah, it's it's a very, very, uh, very, very unique for me. It's a new thing. You're the first one in this industry that I'm bringing on the show. So I'm excited. It's going to be an interesting conversation. Well, I feel honored. <laughs> Thank you so much. This is great. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. So Jason, um, so the, the, re the way we usually start the show is usually we want to know the person that you. So I, I know a lot of people going to writing to like talking about their business all the time. And, mm -hmm. but I like to talk about the person because that's the only way we connect with each other. So whatever you're willing to share from a personal standpoint, we'd love to hear about it. Okay. Um, well, uh, first of all, my name is Jason Beck. Uh, I was born with, uh, with, with cerebral palsy. Uh, doctor said that when I was born that I that I would not live and that if I did live the whole right side of my body would be paralyzed and I would never walk. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I played uh, high school football for um, wow. one of the most uh, winningest high schools uh, in, in the country. Uh, Pittsburgh High School. We were the last team to be De La Salle, which is the uh, top ranked high school in the nation. Amazing. Um, and so, so I've always believed in in perseverance and 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 enduring enduring through the turmoil and and always persevering and continuing the goal because ultimately you always have to wake up the next day and everyone still all puts their pants on one leg at a time. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and and congratulations for your perseverance. And that's true. That's exactly how we can stand up every day and and face the day. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I've told it before in my on my show. You know, you know, I came from a background where I was 
uh, born and raised in Lebanon in the middle of war. So all I know from the time I was born, it was like war until I left the country. So every day that you stand up and during those type of hardships, it's always, you know, makes you stronger every day. Yes. Um, so congratulations to you for continuously persevering through the hardships that you've had to face. Um, so uh, tell us a little bit more about what motivated you. Well, maybe we kind of know about it, but like what oh. motivated you to start this entrepreneurial journey? Is this your first business? Well, yeah, I basically, um, I basically turned a pager into a storefront. And so um, in 1996 is when medical cannabis passed uh, here in California. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was actually the very first year that I was eligible to vote. So my very first vote that I ever voted um, was was for Proposition 215 um, mm. to legalize medical cannabis in the state of California. And I knew that if that passed, that somehow that was going to be my career path going forward. Interesting. Hmm. And and so um, I, I had my first store back in 2001. There was probably only about 15 of us operating in the country during that time. Um, it was also a time when uh, President Bush was the president currently, and he uh, campaigned on the fact of wanting to close every single cannabis business down that was currently operating within the state of California. This was before there anything was in Colorado or any of these other states at all whatsoever. Um, and so I, I, I got, 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 into, got into that field, and I quickly learned that... Uh, Cannabis is a medical cannabis, particularly, is a political issue way before it is a business. And so I got very involved in the intertwinings of, 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 of politics within the city and county of San Francisco. Um, and really, um, that's where I really learned a lot of my uh, uh, political politicalness, so to say, um, in regards to because I've, I, I, I advise a number of different uh members on on cannabis policy in regards mm-hmm. to so um and i have and i have for years um so i was on the medical cannabis task force um, when terrence hallinan was the district attorney in san francisco and in that uh wow. in that in that body we created three main uh, policies um, one of them is we made san francisco a sanctuary city for medical cannabis um, mm. the second one was we made it the lowest priority for law enforcement in the city and county of San Francisco as far as enforcement on medical cannabis. And the third thing, which I am the most proud of, is we partnered with the Department of Public Health and we created the San Francisco Patient Identification ID card that you actually went to a health department and got. And it was the first ever actual government issued ID that doesn't have a name on it because we were concerned with the fact that the federal government would want to come in to the health department in San Francisco and raid those offices and confiscate all of the medical records of the patients uh, that, that were currently registered within the program. It was a wow. completely anonymous program. And basically you would come, come up to the health department, go to the window, uh, submit your doctor's recommendation. Um, they, would, they would verify that. Um, and then they would take your picture and they would print you a card with uh, the San Francisco Department of of Health logo, along with the city and county of San Francisco's logo, with just your picture and a 16-digit number and an expiration date. And it's the first ever government-issued ID that does not have your name, but it still is a valid photo government-issued ID. 
Interesting. Yeah, that is that is very interesting. Later um, uh, in California with uh, uh, SB 420, we actually turned that that card program that we created in San Francisco into the statewide program. And now every single health department in the state of California issues a, uh, a state card. Wow, that's amazing work. That is amazing work. I, I never get into politics, it's just too much for me. <laughs> so I, I, I applaud you for being able to put up with all of that stuff. I, I cannot yeah. do it, I just cannot. <laughs> I try to tell people they, they need to look at it as this, as that politics is America's telenovela. It sure is. I literally, I, you know what? I I do not watch the news that much anymore. I just, it's just too much for me. It's too much of drama. Too much. Like you, you're right. It is a telenovela. Yeah. It's a telenovela. <laughs> so that's amazing work. You've done great, great, um, definitely amazing. Uh, you know, and and your motivation came from. Did you did you because you believe that. Um, medicine and marijuana was what's going to help you from your, you know, yeah, so, so, so I, was, I was born with cerebral palsy and I grew up in a pretty, pretty crazy neighborhood. And I was actually the last of all of my friends to actually consume cannabis as far mm. as like age wise. Um, uh, but I still uh, started to consume cannabis at the age of 13. And uh, after the okay. first time I consumed cannabis, I, I noticed that I was able to um, move a little bit more fluidly. Huh. And I was also noticed that I was able to process my thoughts a little faster. Interesting. And so and so um, and so I have used been using it medically for for my condition. It also helps with muscle spasms and a number of different things that, that okay. cannabis helps with. Um, and so so yeah, I've been an advocate for the plant in, in regards to that for for the medical use. That makes sense. That makes total sense. So and it's interesting. I mean, I, I have not gotten into that. In, you know. In consuming that information as much as maybe I should, maybe now now I'm going to end up, you know, listening and and you know being more informed on this type of information, um, and uh, I I can see you know it, you know the best way you know, for you for you to get informed, yeah, is is, <laughs> is, 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 is for you to check out my daily cannabis news show. Hi, <laughs> there's the website yes. right there, guys. Yes, check, uh, check let it me out. read it out. on YouTube every day, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. There you go. High noon on the East Coast. There you go. So yeah, yeah we got to make sure that the, that we say the the website too, so that you know the the those who are listening can actually go and check it out. It's www.highat9.com. Highat9.com. Yes. H i g h a t the number nine dot com. There you go. Love that. <laughs> So, uh, Jason, so tell us a little bit more about who has been a major impact in your life as a whether as a business owner or as a um, an advocate for uh, medicinal marijuana. Like, who has been the most impactful person to you, or maybe an impactful yeah. moment? You know, there's there's been there's been so many so many people um, through, through throughout the time, and I, I've been a around a long time and I've, I've had cannabis business for over 20 years now. And I think, it, I think that's like more than dog years. You know what I mean? When you do the, 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 ten, the 10 X multiplier on that, um, you know, uh, but you know, there's been, there's been so many people, um, some people that come to mind, of course, you know, De Dennis Perone, he was the author of proposition 215. Um, uh, Wayne Justman, who I uh, consider 
basically my political consigliere. That was who was um, that was who I learned a lot of uh, my political savviness from in the early days of medical cannabis in San Francisco. Um, he was known during that time as the godfather of medical cannabis, and that is what a number of the board of supervisors in San Francisco would refer to him as. And so uh, he was definitely uh, always a big help. Um, Congressman Rohrbacher was another another champion uh, that, that I worked with. Uh, together, we created the Rohrbacher Farm Amendment, which was the federal appropriations bill that prohibits the DOJ and DEA from extrapolating federal funds that allows them to go after, uh, prohibits them from going after state licensed cannabis businesses. So um, all of those things, you know, uh, those are just some, you know, and, and, and there's so many. I know I know, I left out a ton of people. And so if you see this and you've done something amazing, I, I, I apologize. But there's no, so I, many I, to I, yeah, we do have, you know, on, sometimes under pressure, we forget certain people but you know i'm sure you had a lot of people on mind uh yes. and uh so it's not intentional i'm pretty sure um uh, so let's see um so usually uh you know my question would be to most businesses like who are your customers you know so i'm not sure if that would directly Cust apply customers to you. would be customers <laughs> nowadays would be anyone 21 and over okay yeah anyone 21 and over 18 18 and over with a medical recommendation. Medical recommendation. Yes. Okay. Yes. Would, or would you or tell if us you're maybe? a parent, if you're a parent that has a sick child, then we will also help help you out in regards to that as well. Okay. Would you be able to maybe tell us for some of us who like me are not as the you know uh, knowing of uh, what are some of the uh, let's say health conditions that medic medic medicinal marijuana would be helpful well, to? No, would that, you be able to list some in general? Well, now that's going to depend. Uh, the states have um, different, different uh, in each different state, depending, you should check out the laws uh, in, in whatever state or territory that you reside in. And those will basically kind of tell you conditions that qualify uh, for a medical recommendation. Remember, it's not it's not a prescription. It's a, actually a recommendation because you cannot prescribe a schedule one drug. Um, this is what you can recommend in that sense. So it's a recommendation. Um, in California, we actually had it written. Um, there was a list, a number of different uh, conditions that it lists. And then there's this last sentence in there. And it says, or for anything that cannabis alleviates pain and suffering. From. And so therefore, in California, okay. when they say that you can basically get a recommendation for anything, that, that in part is, is, is true. But at the same time, it's with the intent that you are relieving yourself from pain and suffering. Understood. Understood. Okay, and then uh, so twenty-one years of age, or it could be a parent buying it for their child. Yeah, well, so so you know there there is there, there is these cases when 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 children have these these traumatic seizures, and sometimes cannabis is one of the things that helps them to to, to stop wow. from that. And so I um, I just want to make sure that 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 we're covering all bases because cannabis does help a a number of people. And uh, if you are a parent in that, I do suggest that you reach out. And, and, and find someone that, that, that can assist in that way in your state. Understood. Thank you so much. And and that's why, Alexis, I'm not as known. And that's why you're here. Like, you're educating us right here from not only from a business standpoint, but also in this area. Um, and I wanted to also read out your other website, which is uh, www.highestrepublican.com. Highestrepublican.com. Yes. 
Yes, thehighestrepublican.com. How did you come up with that name? Well, because it's, it says it all within itself. That's what I am, the highest Republican. It's very, very self-explanatory. <laughs> you know, I started, I started working with Republicans a number of years ago because um, I, I noticed that there was a very, very big problem with the type of, um, uh, uh, what would you call them, uh, people that were doing outreach on, on behest of the cannabis movement. And mm -hmm. these were just not the right type of people that were poised to have those right types of conversations. They would dress up in these clown outfits and these funny hats and whatnot. And uh, and to me, it, would, it just made our industry look like a clown show. And mm. that's not what you do when you go to Washington, D.C. Right. And so, and so, I'm, and I knew also too, with my personal story that, that that could help to help to garner more support because that's where the most support was needed in the cannabis space was on the Republican side. Understood. That's that's good to know. So, um, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, what are some of the let's say non-political, like from an actual business standpoint, mm -hmm. what are some of the the challenges that you have uh, faced in cannabis? I mean, in cannabis, in we have uh, we have a, a gross over regulation policies, and, okay. and that's pretty much <laughs> in every single state. We have okay. a gross over taxation problem and that's in pretty much every single state mm. and we have and all of that only helps to fuel the illicit market because right. of these, not really market, these, these right? because of this over regulation and this over taxation i mean when you can go and you can buy a pack of gummies for 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 12 on a corner versus going and buying a pack of gummies for 25 dollars in a licensed store I mean, the, I mean, it's, that's, that's a big difference. And, and in this right. economy right now, I mean, families are, are pinching for dollars everywhere that they can. Right. And so, um, you know, I, I think these states really need to get a grip on reality and stop this gross over taxation. Um, I mean, in, in California alone, depending on the municipality that you that you that you shop in, taxes can range anywhere from 35 uh, percent to over 50 percent. Wow. And that, that and, and that does nothing but but fuel the illicit market and pushes people out of the regulated marketplace to purchase and pushes them into the illicit the, marketplace. Right, right, absolutely. And then um, I think I may have heard, and I'm not sure if it's correct, but as a medicinal marijuana business, as a business, you are are, are you able to actually like? market like on the web like you you you, you can mark you can market some source there are a number of restrictions and, and that all uh, pertains to the the state that you're operating in also because each different state has different marketing and advertising rules so depending on what state you're in you're going to need to need need to check with that um but no it, it definitely definitely is 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 very tricky um in california one of the things like you're supposed to have your license number on in, on all of your marketing material so if you're a cannabis company, wow, okay. you, make, you make a water bottle to give away, you're supposed to have your license number on that bottle too, you know, but, but it, it, <laughs> what's, what's really funny is that, you know, there's some, there, there's some people that have, you know, 20 or so licenses. And so if that is really the case, how, how are you, you supposed to fit all those 20, 30 licenses <laughs> on the same, on the same merchandise? I mean, it, like now, now you're just marketing your licensing numbers basically instead of your actual right. business. It doesn't make it doesn't make sense from a business standpoint at all. Yeah. Like it just doesn't. 
Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then I know that the, I know from an accounting standpoint, and I, I'm not, I don't do specifically, you know, this industry accounting because it's very specific with regulations. Hence yeah. Well, two, two eighty e, two eighty e is is is, is <laughs> a killer for us. But I, I know other accountants that actually do specifically work on that. But uh, I do know that that is very very difficult as well. So that's a hindrance for the business as well, uh, mm -hmm. in a way, uh, exactly. as an industry. Yeah. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. It, it's it's one of the one of the biggest costs that we have is the fact that we can't write off our cost of goods. It's makes it makes it very very difficult to be a cannabis operator in this type of uh, regulatory environment. Yeah, it's a very very difficult industry to be in. It's it's uh, it's interesting. I mean, there there was there was a reason why you were supposed to be on my show. I don't know because yeah. this is an industry that I was intrigued to learn a little bit more. And then guess what? You just said, "Hey, I'll be on the show," and it was so exciting. I, I'm so happy you're here. No worries. Thank uh, you for reaching out. <laughs> without a doubt um i also wanted to a little bit touch base because you know sometimes i go off off of my usual questions because i'm looking at someone's bio and see what yep. else i find something interesting they're working on and i i see you also work on uh you know you're part of the can do foundation can you tell us a little bit about that yeah so there's a number of different um nonprofit groups that that i work with that that deal with a whole host of different things around uh criminal justice reform in regards with cannabis. Uh, mm -hmm. One of those is Can Do Clemency, uh, C-A-N-D-O yes. Clemency, C-L-E-M-E-N-C-Y dot uh, org. Um, and that is founded by Amy Lupova, who's a very close friend of mine. And what we do there is we identify inmates that are eligible for clemency and then help them uh, file the necessary paperwork to get through that clemency process. Um, another one is uh, Freedom Grow, freedomgrow.org. Um, that one, 100% of the proceeds go onto the books of nonviolent cannabis offenders that are serving life in federal prison. Um, there is approximately, I believe, 150 people on that list currently um, that we have that receive money. Um, and then they all also recently started um, kind of like a Make-A-Wish foundation for these guys um, mm -hmm. in the sense of like if they have something like that they want to get for one of their relatives or something like that, then then we uh, raise raise the capital to help uh, make that accomplishment for them since they're unable to be providing for their family. Um, and uh, also to the uh, uh, Project Mission Green with uh, with Weldon Angelos. Um, Weldon Angelos was uh, convicted in Utah to 55 and a half years uh, prison time for uh, selling, I believe it was like a gram or an ounce of weed uh, but uh, there was a firearm involved as well. And so it was oh. 55 and a half years federally. Um, wow. However, it wasn't, wasn't, wasn't uh, like there was a gun that was there. It wasn't like he was garnishing the gun or using it in or any, anything like that. That was nothing like that at all whatsoever. It just happened to be in the same place at the same time. And so they, they used that to, to, to give him that time. And he, he received um, clemency, uh, received clemency from Obama and mm. a full pardon from Trump, if I if I remember that correctly. Um, Amy Lupova, she received clemency under under President Clinton, and I believe she received a full pardon under Trump as well. And also um, and, uh, Stephanie Landis, she she served four and a half years uh, for for cultivating uh, medical cannabis 
when she was given approval by the district attorney in San Francisco and then the narcotics department wanted to go around them and turn their case over to the feds. And she ended up doing four and a half years for illegally cultivating medical cannabis. Hmm. So, wow. so all of the people I work with have, have um, walked the walk and talked the talk. And those are the right. people I think that are really doing the strong uh, grassroots uh, uh, effort and fight. And that's where I feel like the, the fun should be uh, pushed towards are, are, are those, those three organizations right there. That's amazing. That's amazing. You're doing, you're doing excellent, excellent work. You, I mean, it, it's amazing. I, I'm, I'm, I feel like, uh, you know, I still have so much catching up to do with uh, making big impact. <laughs> no worries. Well, just, just remember you can tune in daily to high and nine news and one full hour of, <laughs> of all the cannabis news that you need to know to stay up to date, to know what is happening in the ever developing cannabis world. Sounds good. Sounds good. Awesome. So Jason, so, you know, we usually end the show with, you know, we would like, you know, from entrepreneur to entrepreneur, what are three recommendations that you would like to give business related to entrepreneurs as they start their businesses? Never <laughs> stop. Don't quit. And remember always why you started doing what you're doing. Ah, the big why. Yes. I love that. Yes, yes. yes. the big always, why. Always remember why. That's, that's, <laughs> that's the biggie right there. Yeah, because the, the bigger the why, the more you're driven, right? Exactly. Yep. Yes. Well, yes. or the, the bigger the why, the more road you have to drive down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the bigger the vehicle you can get to load all your friends in with. Do <laughs> the business world. That's right. That's right. Well, Jason, thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. And uh, is there any other last minute message you want to leave our audience with? No, just remember uh, that, you know, being an entrepreneur is not easy. Um, if, if that was the case, everybody <laughs> would do it. Uh, you know, there, there's, there's a very small percentage of people that, that choose to be entrepreneurs. And I encourage anyone that wants to follow their dreams uh, in, in, in that right, because uh, this is America is the greatest country in the world. And it is one yeah. of the countries that, that you truly can do that in. And so I applaud everyone uh, that, that, that has taken that taken that step and willing to, to, to bet on themselves. Thank you. Thank you for that, Jason. And again, thank you so much for being here and congratulations for making such a big impact in your industry. This is, you know, it's, it's helping so many people. Um, and whether it is in California or at the federal level, you know, thank you so much for all the big impact and the big work you're doing. And to all of us, our viewers and our listeners, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, I hope you, you enjoyed it as always. Uh, let's make sure to like, share, and, you know, subscribe to the channel and make sure so that other entrepreneurs can actually see the show and learn from uh, all the entrepreneurs that we bring on the show. So let's empower each other through our experiences. Until the next episode, have a wonderful and blessed rest of your week. And if you celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas and all of that. Take care. Yes, and happy Hanukkah too. Hanukkah and to happy start. Hanukkah. Yes, yes. And happy new year. I don't know. I, I may, I may not do the next show, but then, so, but they will see the repeat. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Have a great day. Thank you so much, Marie. Really appreciate your time Thank today. you, Jason. Have yeah. a great one. <laughs> see you soon. Have a great day. <laughs>